Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Layover Podcast. In episode 12, Taylor Camille tells a story about Han learning certain niceties, helped her establish healthy boundaries, and reclaim her voice. This story really resonated with me. I, too, Taylor, was a former too nice girl. I hope you guys enjoy episode 12, Niceties. You're too nice squeaked the ever-inquisitive eight-year-old I babysat off and on my junior and senior year of college in Southern California. What do you want to do again? Produce? Direct? You'll never make it because you're too nice. Uh, where did she gather this data from? Is it because I hardly enforced any rules? Because I gave her an extra cookie for dessert? And when was niceness such a bad thing? When was compassion deemed a trait of those that only follow and never lead? She, being a product of two parents who met working on the set of the notorious show Friends, had clearly already absorbed and internalized her own interpretation of what it took to make it an entertainment. Little did she know, I too had had my own time to assess the entertainment ecosystem through internships, networking, and even family ties of my own, but Never did I gather that what I perceived to be a positive character trait could be my biggest flaw. It would take many a failed relationship, platonic, romantic, toxic work environments, and a therapist several years later to prove she was right. I was without a doubt too nice. My therapist often reiterates sentiments that remind me of my babysitting days. You won't ever get anywhere if you don't learn how to say no. You won't ever command respect. You need to hold on to your convictions. You are creative, but you are also strategic and you have good ideas. You just need to stick with them and don't abandon them at the first moments of pushback. As a black woman, who for a moment so desperately desired to please each and everyone but herself. Niceness often seems like your only option. If not nice, then you're immediately perceived as a threat. You're immediately discounted as angry, as demanding, and in corporate settings especially, the path to commanding respect is much more arduous. You will be deemed unhelpful and unruly. You will be vilified for not maintaining niceness and perceived to only know or favor the route to escalation than mediation when you're simply trying to express yourself. A friend recently told me to find peace in being the quote-unquote villain, to remove the burden from myself and place that blame on them. I found that niceness has only forced me into a silence so deep that when I do feel convicted to finally speak up and out, it startles my audience. I've tried in the past the tactic of not getting angry or not posing opposition, whether it be with friends who want to go out and I'd rather stay in or a boss demanding more when I feel like I've already shot my wad or to not call someone out in a meeting or interaction when they say something off base and ignorant, or even avoiding or confronting a lover who I feel has neglected, mistreated, or taken advantage of me. 
My motto is to always be agreeable, to leave a good taste in your mouth. But learning that that only leaves me with the bitterness of the things I should have, would have, could have said. (laughs) Now I'm letting go of that want and desire to be like the want and desire to please people, especially when it supersedes or when it interferes with my needs. I am unlearning niceness as a means of survival and leaning into a boisterous, more forceful and focused boundary setting woman. Sometimes I just cannot oblige. Sometimes I just cannot conform. I can only be preoccupied and obsessed with my comfort and I must prioritize that over yours. And I'm not sorry if you're uncomfortable. There's a quote that's floated around the digisphere for some time now, and it reads something like, the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. It's a quote that's really resonated with me in this time of transformation and shedding past habits that the lack of boundaries I once held onto so dearly were not even serving me. Production, my calling and chosen path, can obliterate any sense of boundaries. With late nights, long shoot days, incessant emails, over-communication, but it also follows some strict guidelines. Guidelines that help you to stay within the parameters of a budget, fine-tune your story, and meet the established deadline. The most integral part of production, however, requires that you truly be a team player, that you consider and are considerate of the time it takes to put all of the pieces of the puzzle together, that you make the best use of everyone's limited time, but without taking ownership of the space, with allowing room for the chorus of opinionated others, you will stray far from the goal. You will not make your day. You will be trampled by the very crew you've been enlisted to lead. This is what the eight-year-old meant when she said I would not make it. In recent conversation with some fellow Black female directors, we all lamented over a near inability to find control of our sets. For time after time being confused for the production assistant or for catering as if it's unfathomable that you are the one in charge. For being questioned in front of talent, in front of clients, and being forced to maintain some semblance of your composure. One woman recounted a time when she had to fire her entire crew that were friends of her production manager in order to regain some sense of control. I really admired that. Another urged that our leadership style, A, can't look like our white counterparts, but B, we can hold down the fort with different, more subtle tactics that establish, I've heard you, but I got this, now back off. She remembered seeing a woman director bombarded with questions, take in the remarks, hold silence, and nod. Acknowledging it's been processed, thank you for your input, but we're going to return to the path I've already charted out. Being raised by a very stern, very opinionated woman, strong only at the surface, very sensitive, very raw beneath her armor, I remember my desire to never show anger in the way I saw her display. Vowing never to raise my voice, never to put my foot down, always to hear someone out. But what I have now is a deep appreciation 
for her ability to defend herself and her beliefs, her ability to sometimes concede and tend to things she does not want to do, but always leaving room and holding space for herself to be heard at a moment's notice. Having begun the process of further inspecting my own habits in January of this year, it's been my greatest joy to celebrate the times when I'm able to say no, to celebrate the moments I'm able to acknowledge this person, this place, this idea does not serve me, to raise my voice more often, to not reply to a text or answer a phone call, a FaceTime, to reflect on what do I need right now? And what benefit does this interaction have for me? Not in a selfish way, but in a healthy approach that reprioritizes me and does away with all of the social niceties that I've cloaked over my true feelings and expression for too long. I'm done being too nice. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 12 of the Layover Podcast. You can find more from Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at instagram.com slash t-a-y-l-l-u-r-e and that's the same handle for twitter as always thank you so much for listening if you enjoy the podcast if you read the newsletter share with friends subscribe comment share we always love to hear what you think your dms messages and shares have meant so much to us i appreciate all of you beyond words a reminder that july submissions are still open we have one slot left for unlearning the submissions have been amazing so far go to layover.com submit and we can't wait to hear your story see you next week <laughs>